This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. You might notice if you usually listen to our episodes that my voice sounds a little bit different today. And that is because about two weeks ago, I got a pretty bad head cold. I lost my voice. I thought I was getting a lot better. Then we went to Kansas for Christmas and the last 24 hours, 48 hours, it just kind of decided to flare up again. And at least I do have somewhat of a voice but it's not that great. And we thought about skipping this week. However, I wanted to do this New Year's episode. And so we're just going to power through. And thank you for just overlooking (laughs) my not so great voice. But happy new year. It is 2020. Can you believe it? Jesse, can you believe it's 2020? No, I can't. It's, I just saw something on Facebook, I think earlier that it's like, hey, in six days, it'll be the 20s. I guess everybody needs to start wearing suits every day again. Yeah. Wow. 1920. That was a long time ago. So in this episode, we're going to talk about my word of the year and talk a little bit more about goals and how I'm doing goal setting and just kind of chit chat about what's gone on in our life the last two weeks because... We didn't do an episode last week, and it feels like it's been a really long time since we recorded an episode, and yeah, a lot has taken place. A lot of sickness. Everybody's come down with something. So We had the three kids who are in foster care at our house, and they stayed for 11 days, and the three-year-old was quite sick when she came, and so I ended up spending a lot of time holding her and caring for her and got what she got, and then we all ended up getting what she had. 
And it is the sickness that will not go away. Mm-hmm. But gratefully, there's no fever associated with it. You just have this hacking cough and chest. Chest and congestion. Congestion and, yeah. and all that. But we're going to start sounding like really old people if we keep talking about our health. So there was a lot of wonderful things that happened in the last two weeks. We just got back actually today. We're recording this on Sunday night. We we literally just got back from Kansas and we had planned to drive it all yesterday. It's about 11 hours, but you and I were not feeling well. And so oh, and it rained cats and dogs it the rained whole the way entire, home. It was entire bad. trip. And so by the time I got dark and it was raining and we were not feeling well, we're like, we are just going to stop. So we ended up doing it over two days. But we had such a great Christmas celebration with our immediate family, just the five of us. Mm-hmm. We talked about that on a recent episode, how we are planning to celebrate. And it just, it was just wonderful. And there's part of me that's kind of kicking myself going, why have we not started this sooner? And I want to keep this tradition. The kids, they were like little four and six-year-olds on Christmas morning because they came and woke us up the day that we planned to do our all-day family Christmas celebration before we left for Kansas. Woke us up early in the morning. They were so excited. They'd been counting down the days to our family Christmas celebration. And they ended up saying it was the best Christmas that they had ever had. Mm -hmm. And it was just wonderful. We had a special breakfast, just um, homemade cinnamon rolls and bacon and orange juice. And then we opened up our family gifts, which the kids all got gifts for one another, which was really fun. They had put a lot of time and effort into that. And then um, you and I had given them, we gave them each a few gifts. We Mm -hmm. don't do a lot, but we gave them a few big gifts that they were actually very excited about. We just did a little bit more this year for Christmas um, because we just wanted to do that. And so that was really fun. They were, I think, pretty shocked with their gifts. They weren't, they totally blew them away. We've set the bar pretty low in the past. So they were very excited. And then we did a family game. We did a family movie. We um, decorated gingerbread houses. We had a snack bar that everyone had chosen one snack for, and then we did a family dinner. You actually smoked a turkey, mm-hmm. which we have never never done done a turkey or smoked a turkey before. Yeah. And everyone got to pick a recipe that they wanted to make for the dinner. And then we did stockings and that was it. And so for some families, I know you do much more elaborate things, but for us, we usually just do something really simple kind of the night before we leave. And so to make it an all day celebration was really special mm-hmm. and one that I think this is a tradition that we will want to keep, Mm -hmm. although I don't ever like to box myself in, but it was wonderful. And then we spent the last week with both of our extended families because they live five minutes apart. Mm -hmm. So we spent a lot of time with them for Christmas and that was wonderful. What's saving my life this week or actually last night is health related again. And that is Vicks Vapor Rub on my feet with socks. Because like I mentioned, I've had this hacking cough. Kind of feels like I'm going to cough up a lung. And because I'm pregnant, there are a lot of things that I usually would take, both natural and over-the-counter type medicines that you cannot take or haven't been proven to be safe mm-hmm. in pregnancy. So I've been kind of stumped as to what to do for this cough and just the sickness overall. But I asked on Instagram yesterday and a 
number of people said, what about Vicks with socks? I had totally forgotten about that. And why is it effective putting on your feet? I would think you'd put it on your chest. That's what always I did whenever I was growing up. I don't know. All I know is that I have heard of this and I've tried it in the past. It's been a long time because I totally forgot, but I did it last night. Actually, you did it last night because mm-hmm. I was so tired and I was falling asleep and you came over and you're like, put the slather, the Vicks on and put the socks on because you knew that I needed to sleep. And I did not wake up coughing last night. Hmm. So I don't know, but it seemed to work. So if you have a persistent hacking cough, try Vicks with socks. Also, a lot of people suggested pineapple juice, which I cannot drink right now mm-hmm. because hello, acid reflux, it would not be a pleasant thing. But I've heard from many, many people that that is a remedy that works like a charm. Really, And then obviously honey and things like that. But those are two that are a little bit more outside the box that I, I can't wait to try the pineapple. And and if any of you guys start having a hacking cough, I'm going to do the pineapple juice. So we'll see how that goes. My book this week that I wanted to share about was one that I actually just finished today on the drive home. And it was called An Invisible Thread. And it is the true story of an 11-year-old panhandler a busy sales executive, and an unlikely meeting with destiny. I didn't know what to expect with this book. It had been highly recommended to me by a few people that I really respect their book recommendations. And I still have mixed feelings on it. It is a well worth reading story, or I said that wrong, a story well worth reading. But there was so much kind of sadness and brokenness woven throughout because this little boy spends a lot of his life kind of living on the streets and fending for himself. And then this executive woman comes along and he actually asks her for change one day. He was just on the side of the road and she ended up, she passed him by and then there was something in her that felt like you need to go back. And she went back and she offered to buy him lunch at McDonald's. And then it started this lifelong relationship and it's really beautiful. And it really helps you to understand a little bit more of what children who are being raised in those situations, the fears that they face, the struggles, the stress, and I think a lot more what goes through their mind and how they can go down the paths that they do. But at the same time, it's not one of those stories where it's tied up all neatly in a bow. And so I appreciated that it was more raw and real. It wasn't just kind of like this Hallmark movie. But at the same time, there was so much where I was like, oh, oh, like, you know, when she would make a decision that ended up being hurtful to him and she didn't realize it at the time. And kind of seeing how that would play out and then her finding out later how it had affected him. But he didn't want to express that to her because he was afraid of losing the relationship or hurting her or something like that. And he, so there was just, there was a lot of that where you're just like, oh, but I try to think a lot of what would I do in that situation? And I think there's so much we can learn from it. So again, it was called An Invisible Thread. And Laura Schroff is the name of the author. And I will put a link to that in the show notes.
I promised you that I would share my word for the year. And those of you who are new around here or new to the idea of picking a word for the year, let me just back up and explain a little bit how this works for me. It's something that I have done, I think the last, let's see, for sure since 2015, that I picked a word that I really ended up embodying or making my focus for the year. Before then, I had tried to do it, but it never had really become something that was my focus. It was kind of like, it was a good intention, but I never really lived it out. But for me, it's just something where it's like my heart behind how I want to live out my life that year. So last year, my word was excellence. And even though my year panned out so differently than I expected, I look back and see how that word was kind of the overarching theme for the choices that I made. And excellence looked very different than I thought going into the year. And yet I look back and I feel like I did live the year with excellence and I'm really celebrating that. This year, my word is savor. And a lot of people ask me, how do you choose a word? For me, it's something that usually kind of in October, November, I just start mulling over where am I at? Where do I hope to be? What are my aspirations for the next year? And what are some areas that I need to work on in my life? Mm -hmm. I think this word really embodies something that doesn't come naturally to me. And I looked up the definition of the word savor, and it said, taste and enjoy something completely, such as food or drink, to really sit there and enjoy it completely, to use all of your senses, to do something slowly. And Jesse, you can probably testify that that is not my normal mode of operation. Hmm. No, it's not. It's not that I don't love life. I just typically live life at a faster pace. Mm-hmm. I think you, by espousing that word, it will definitely cause you to slow down. And I have picked the word slow before, but this year I wanted the word savor because to me it's different than slow. Mm-hmm. It's deeper. And for me, especially in light of the fact that I am due with this baby, April 30th, I have never had a maternity leave with any of the other three because I literally would birth the baby. And then within 24 hours or less, I was back to blogging and business and work. Mm -hmm. This time around, I want to really savor those first few weeks, to savor having a newborn and to change my mindset to a savoring mindset. And so it's not just as the mom of a newborn, but also in all aspects of my life. And I really want to use my senses and really taste, smell, see, hear, feel the life around me. Mm -hmm. Instead of just kind of, we've talked about in the past how I can put my blinders on and just kind of go. It's like, here's where I'm headed. And I put the blinders on and I just go. Mm-hmm. And I think I miss a lot of life. And so that is, that's my goal. And that's my word for the year. And we'll see how it pans out. But one way that I'm seeking to live this out 
is in the way that I'm setting goals. And I talked in a previous episode about how I am not setting yearly goals. And that's because there are a lot of unknowns this year. And I know that there are unknowns. Like it's known that there are going to be unknowns. And so I want to be able to adapt and be flexible. And also I feel like not putting the pressure on myself of setting these audacious goals when I don't know what children from foster care we're going to bring into our home, Mm -hmm. how old they're going to be, what their needs are going to be. I don't know this baby that is due April 30th. Is this child going to be a great sleeper or is this child going to be a high needs child? I don't know. So I really want to be able to just take one day and one week at a time. And in the previous episode, I talked about how I was planning to set monthly goals. I actually have decided that I'm going to set weekly goals. As I was really thinking of how that would play out, I felt like weekly felt a lot more doable and just the right pace for me at this season. So I'm going to set weekly goals every week and post them on my blog, moneysavingmom.com on Mondays. And I'm picking goals that are specific to the areas of my life that are my priorities. So personal, home and family, work and blog, and my word of the year. And so this is kind of how my word of the year and my goals come together. Savoring in the sense of that taking one week at a time, but then also savoring in the sense of picking a few weekly goals that actually center on savoring and slowing down and savoring my real life right here. So I just thought it might be helpful for me to read off what my goals are for week one. So you can just get a general idea of how this works. So maybe it'll inspire you. I've already heard from some people who said that they love this idea of not setting such long-term goals, but more short-term goals. So I wanted to share very practically how this is going to play out for me and give you an example of my first week of goals. So for week one, January, 2020, my personal goals are number one, get in 50,000 steps total. So I wear a Fitbit tracker and I just want to challenge myself to be walking consistently. And it's something that I have not done as great of a job on in the last two weeks. And so I just want to make sure that I'm getting back on the bandwagon for that, especially as I'm nearing closer to the end of my pregnancy. So get in 50,000 steps finish reading the book called Parenting and An Invisible Thread. Obviously, I actually already finished that that one. I was not planning to be able to do it um, so quickly. So I'm ahead on that one. Number three, get up at 5.30 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. The reason I skipped Wednesday was because I knew that we would be staying up late on New Year's Eve. And so I'm not going to try to be ridiculous and get up way early on Wednesday morning. For my home and family goals, I picked three, and that is declutter the entire house. This is something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. It's been needing to be done for a few months, and it might seem like a super audacious goal to you, but I happen to know that this week is going to be a very quiet week, or at least it's looking like it's going to be a very quiet week at our house. And so I thought it would be a great week to just really double down and tackle the house. I also want to finish reading aloud our read aloud book, which is a single shard. 
And then we want to start a new family devotional book together. The three goals that I chose for work and blog is to spend 12 hours on my manuscript, that is my new book, um, and working on the outline specifically. Open up my blogging mastermind to new members. We're going to be opening that up for a few days and get everything ready for this course sale that we're doing next week. And then finally, my word of the year goals. I had fun with these. So first off, I said, pop popcorn and watch a movie as a family. Take Caitlin out shopping. She loves to shop. And I told her we'd go to the Bath and Body Works uh, semi-annual sale. I think that's what it's called. She would know. She knows so much more about this. But she's been wanting to go. And I thought we'd just take an evening and just really savor just being together. And then finally, make tea, light a candle, and write thank you notes. And so if you see how I'm kind of trying to hit all the different senses, and I could have just said write thank you notes, but then that kind of becomes a chore. But when I make tea and light a candle and write thank you notes, it becomes something where I'm stopping and really savoring. So hopefully that was helpful to you as you think of going into 2020, maybe when it comes to goal setting or choosing a word of the year. And I would love to hear from you. If you've chosen a word for the year, let me know. Email me at crystal at moneysavingmom.com. And I'd love to hear what your plans are for goal setting. Are you going to do yearly goal setting or 90-day goal setting or weekly goal setting, monthly goal setting? What does that look like for you? Or do you hate goal setting altogether? Send me an email. Tell us about it. We'd love to hear from you. And next week... We, Lord willing, are going to be doing an episode all about foster care. Hopefully my voice will be back. We'll be feeling a lot better and we'll be sharing about our first foray into foster care, some things that we learn and just answering a lot of questions that we have gotten about that topic. So have a great week and we will see you next week. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com. 